0: Previously on Good Sex, Bad Sex.
1: Hello, I'm Lily Vanilli. I'm 26 years old. I'm from Ulm in
2: Germany and I'm a little porn star. (laughs) um, I do webcam, I make videos, I make everything, yes.
3: Hello and welcome to Good Sex, Bad Sex, a podcast
0: from metro.co.uk. It's kind of like Brexit, but we know what we're doing. <laughs> my, my name is Bibi Lynch. And I'm Miranda Kane. Check out our blogs
3: at metro.co.uk.
0: Coming up, let's count them. We've got one, two,
4: three. Hi, I'm Nick and I'm Thomas's girlfriend. Hi, I'm Catherine, I'm Thomas's
0: wife.
1: Hello, I'm Thomas and we are a thripple.
0: So, B.B. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the word thruple? No. <laughs> it makes it sound so much dirtier than it is. No, Sorry. I thought you
3: made it sound quite cute, quite Victorian. Oh, thank I th- you. I thought there was um, some hard humbugs there. Would you have a care of my thropple <laughs> oh, young <laughs> thank
0: lady? Thank you so much. Um, what's a thruple? A thruple, uh, is it, I don't know whether it's a term they've coined themselves mm. or something that's out there, but it's... A polyamorous relationship. And we've done polyamory before, but with this one, I thought it would be really interesting because we can see how they actively do it in a 24-7 relationship. You
3: know what's going to happen? Oh, you're going to get really jealous. What? A, I'm going to get really jealous, and then B, they're going to fall in love with us. Oh. And then we're a fruple. What's what's five and fruple? Cruple? Cruple. 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 <laughs> Trouble.
1: poly relationship for us is you know me and Catherine are married and we're open and we weren't looking for anyone um in particular but nicole came into our life understanding where we're at and you know where we're open for more love in our in our life and nicole totally just got it it's been very very easy and free-flowing for us hasn't it so far
4: yeah, I think the reason it worked as well is because you, Nicole, had a relationship
2: before with a couple. So in the past, I've been in sexual relationships with other couples, okay. so when I came in to this relationship, it was almost like a natural progression that happened. There was no stigma around it from mm. previous thoughts or the way that I'd been brought up. It just flowed and happened in that sense, and so. Because they were so open with talking about their open marriage, made me feel much more comfortable coming into that space as well. There was there was no like second thoughts at all. So Nicole, you're you're what we call the unicorn, <laughs> shall we say?
0: Is yes. that what... she
1: has been called a unicorn before? Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> which yeah. goes very well with the name Nicole the Unicorn. Um, <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> So, how long had you been um, with uh, couples in the past? How long had it been, sort of taken you to get used to this idea, and or was it something that you were just immediately like, "This is what I like"?
2: Uh, it's, I guess it's probably been around three and a half to four years mm-hmm. playing around. Um, I guess mo- more recently than anything, um, I saw a couple back in Australia when I was living there, and then I saw a couple when I moved here, yeah. um, and now they're both. Some of my best friends, which I love. Yeah. So having those two encounters um, it was never really a relationship it was mostly just the sexual part of that that I was with them for which is now obviously bonded into friendship with both those couples it was fun in the beginning
0: <laughs> <laughs> was that the same with you guys was it just starting off sexual was it like we want this re- as a relationship
2: um,
4: the way that it happened was like Tom said because we didn't plan it We yeah. Nicole and I worked together I introduced her to Thomas so we were friends first we'd done some event stuff together and Um, Because we were open, but, like, not looking, as we said, we were just open with the conversation in general. So Nicole knew about our relationship, as did everybody else. Um, But on the night that it actually sort of started, there was this kind of, like, really obvious and strong chemistry between Thomas and Nicole because we went to an event together. We had, like, a drink before this theatre show. Mm. And, like, I really picked up on this kind of chemistry between them. And it happened previously where... I don't know if it's just the way that I'm built or something that's kind of grown over the years, but I become aroused when Thomas is then into somebody else. That kind of maybe is a kink that's part of my um, sex life as well, but I didn't rationalize that at the point. I was just like, oh, there's some chemistry there. Didn't speak about it on that night. And then Thomas and I, after that event, went home and discussed it. And like we talked about sort of all of the things that happened, but at the end of it, both of us said the same line, which is like, we really feel like Nicole gets it. and and we have to be careful when we sort of start to deepen a connection to a third person because you have to make sure that you're doing good by them Mm. you know you need to make sure that that's what they want and it's not like us kind of like adding an additional amazing element to our relationship mm. but you've got to think about them too and there's people we've met in the past who've we've been interested. from experience
1: there haven't we? yeah, yeah
4: we've we've involved people before and they it's not been what they've actually wanted they've done it because they've been either attached to thomas or i not because it's what they want long like you know like as a bigger picture mm. so because nicole got it we were like felt really like okay this is someone we really think we could pursue like a like a more meaningful relationship with so I invited Nicole on a date, didn't tell her that. I was like, I want to thank you for helping me. <laughs> <laughs> she helped me really... We did an event together and she just smashed it. She helped me so much with it. Like, I couldn't have done it without her. So I was like, come, let me take you out for dinner to say thank you. I am a bit queer. I like girls and boys. I like anyone of any gender, to be fair, as long as they are a cool person. And But I didn't have that... I wasn't, like, coming at her that way. No. So I didn't say, this is a date. I was like, let me take you out for dinner. But in in fact... I wanted Thomas to have come along. So, within the last hour, I dropped in the conversation, like, Do you mind if Thomas comes along?
2: And then he showed up, like, Hey!
1: You knew instantly, didn't you, Nicole?
2: I, yeah, I knew from the get go what was going on. I thought, well, I thought, genuinely, you were taking out to say thank you for the obviously the help, but then when it was, oh, do you mind if Thomas comes? Along? I was like, oh, I see what you two are doing here. I was totally on board already. Would, I think yeah.
1: we'd, we'd sat down we were having dinner and it was within the first 15 minutes, I knew that you knew and we all were on the same page. So it was just like, there wasn't even a conversation there. It was like, yeah. right, okay, let's crack on with this.
0: Yeah. So was it just an instinctual thing? For
1: us, it was just, it happened very naturally and fluid. Like, Nicole just got it. We, you know, we could feel that Nicole was on the same page and it just flowed very easily. So... Mm. I guess it's just finding the right group of people, which is so hard yeah. that just are on the same page and get it want to go in the same direction.
0: Did you know that Nicole had been in like polyamorous relationships before? I don't think we had. I knew that she'd sexually been with
4: couples. Okay. okay, the hardest part is coming into contact with people who share the same core values, and yeah. that's not that easy to do. I don't know if it's a shameless plug, but I work for an app that facilitates that. And what we find on the app platform is that because already you've stated in your profile what your preference is and what you're interested in, you do away with that kind of awkwardness that might come from being in a social setting, for instance, where a couple who may have talked between themselves about opening up sexually and another couple who have, but they've not spoke to each other, yeah. you not only have the problem of not knowing exactly what each other wants, but also you don't want to disrespect someone else by going a bit too far. And to have that kind a very clinical conversation about what you want automatically strips away the sexiness. Yeah. So I think the best way is to go looking in spaces where you'll find those people. And then that conversation's out of the way and you can get on with flirting and, you know, getting to know each other.
0: And, <laughs> and with that slam the door, we have the wonderful BB, who's coming in, all limbs attached, sunglasses on. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Welcome.
3: Oh, where are we? What's happening? Hi yeah. BB. <laughs> it's a Scientology group. This is great. <laughs> uh, this is our
0: throuple. We have Kathy, we have Nicole and we
3: have Thomas. Hello. Uh, and this is BB. I was reading your feature on the way. What the fuck are you three doing? <laughs> <laughs> And this is BB,
0: ladies and gentlemen. Uh I'm going to I'm going with that. I'm going to hand the microphone over to her. You've had the
3: nice you've had the good cop. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This, this was is all planned, wasn't it? This is Come what the butt cop. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. not a bad cop, it's just a... Have, have you told them we haven't had sex the whole time we've been doing the podcast? No, so no. we haven't had sex the whole but time we've been doing had the podcast. A speaker, no. Well, you must have exactly a little say. finger. Does uh, sex
4: normally happen during podcasts? No. <laughs> <laughs> Job.
3: During the recording. The, yeah. Okay. But you know what I mean. So I'm just like, how's it? Okay. Congratulations on being happy. i um, <laughs> <and> w- <laughs> <She's> so jealous. <laughs> I'm so jealous. But also, how does it work? What are the logistics? where do you sleep?
1: When we first got together, Nicole had her own place, mm-hmm. other side of London, and you know, I'd visit Nicole, and Nicole would often always come to ours at the weekends, or we'd all go out together, we all party mm-hmm. together. And the minute Nicole's living with us, so we're all sleeping all over the place. At the minute, we've we got swap beds We've got, got no, yeah, we've got no official rota. It's just whoever wants the comfy bed, if anything, <laughs> yeah. as realistic as you know, it's not like.
4: I think sex and sleeping are very different. Yeah. You have yeah. sex in a place, but you yeah. don't necessarily want to sleep there. So, like, I, like, we might enjoy sex, but we don't want to have to necessarily sleep in the same bed. So because Thomas works a more physical job, he gets the bed more than we do and we'll swap over to, like, give him the time to rest properly. So we have a bed settee, we have a child as well with a bunk bed, so there's a bottom bunk, so we've got different places <laughs> we're to We're all over the place.
3: Yeah.
2: It's very similar to the way that we slept when we were in the mansion in True Love or True Lies. And that was the question that we got formed when we first went in, so how does the sleeping arrangements work? And Even it's really... It was <laughs> a big bed, actually. Yeah.
1: For, for us, it's very normal, but everyone was very shocked. It's like, on the first night, I slept in the bed with Nicole and Catherine had a, a bed to herself. Oh. And for Catherine, that was, like... You know, amazing. But everyone was very shocked <laughs> that I chose Nicole. But I, I didn't choose Nicole. Everyone was saying, oh, Tom, Chiris, the girlfriend. I wanted the
4: bed to myself. I yeah, was yeah. like, do you mind if tonight I sleep alone? Because the night before we'd been in a hotel before they put us into the mansion, I had to be uh, sharing. So I was like, it's my turn to sleep alone. We yeah. all like sleeping alone,
3: basically. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, you're in the perfect setup then. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Get a podcast. What,
1: what's normal for us is, you know, mu- you know, blows people's minds and we forget that. You know, it's, mm. it's you know, it's a really
3: personal question. Yep, you're um, going to anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you've got a kid. Is it, is it is this exciting for the child? Is it normal for the child? Is it challenging? How have you kind of broached that?
1: He just gets another person to play with. And... He
3: doesn't know the difference. No. He's only seven. And
4: Nicole's been around on and off for nine months. She was back in Australia for a month or two. Um, but saw her as Auntie Nicole and still calls her Auntie mm. Nicole. Yeah. I think he always was aware that there was a closer relationship because when before we told him officially, which we had to do when the show came out, he said to Thomas... I know Auntie Nicole's your girlfriend. And Thomas wasn't prepared to answer those questions. He was six at the time. Mm. He's just turned seven. So you didn't say much to him, but he just came and told mm. me. And I said, we need to sit down and have a shame-free conversation with him about the relationship, about that it's meaningful, about that it's like potentially a longer-term situation. And I told him on a family holiday this summer, and he was like, yeah, I know.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
4: that was his response. And since then has not brought up anything. Oh, no, actually, one thing he did do, which I've had to explain to him since, he said, so, Daddy and Auntie Nicole are boyfriend and girlfriend. Does that mean they're gay?
1: <laughs>
4: and I was like, no, it doesn't mean they're gay. I said, queerness is a word that you've got confused with, and queerness means something that's not heteronormative, or to us anyway. Yeah. So I think that, and I had to explain that to him. And then he regurgitated that to me at the age of seven. I thought, that's actually a very healthy understanding of human sexuality and relationships. So I thought, if anything, it's benefited him. He's not spoke about it since but he's very very loving with Nicole like super loving with her like you where he would always kiss mom and dad like before bed he'll always make sure that Nicole's included too.
3: Yeah. Can I say something? So, I think it this honestly I'm I I don't judge. I'm just like big wide-eyed mm. about everything because I'm the most jealous person on earth. Mm. So you're talking about, you know, when you talk about it you it's kind of um idealized. It sounds Great on paper, mm-hmm. but human emotions are involved. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with the human emotions? Do you never do you, get do you jealous? Mean I have felt jealousy, um, but it wasn't in this three way
4: relationship. I had a boyfriend um, that I loved very much, and because I knew that he didn't want to be in an open poly relationship long term, I felt jealousy because every time he built an attachment to someone else, it was a fear of loss I was feeling. My jealousy was based upon the fact that when an attachment came, it could signify the end of our relationship. Thomas never ever makes me feel that way. Not ever. I've never, even we've had huge ups and downs. We've been through all sorts of different stuff, but never once has he ever said or done anything that's made me feel like he doesn't um, 100% back our family unit, which is the reason we marry and the reason that we're in like life partnership at the moment. So if that wasn't the case, I would feel jealousy. Likewise, if Nicole was the type of person to sort of like, try to threaten the relationship in some way, which would happen, say, if a woman wanted to try and, like, take more time and not be part of the family, which she doesn't, she always wants to share, like, be be with us as a three, then I probably would feel it. Also, if she was insecure or, you know, didn't know herself and required us to build her self-esteem, then that might throw things into jeopardy, it's because of the type of person she is, because she's very self-assured in her own sexuality that makes me feel the way it is. Not that I don't feel jealousy, I
3: would, definitely. I think it's a miracle when two people get together. I think it's a miracle <laughs> that two people meet each other, like each other, are free, emotionally or otherwise, and it works. This is freaking ridiculous. I, and I it's can, lovely, I can only, I but can do you know agree. what I mean? So like, I d- you,
1: you called Nicole a unicorn before, and we said, like, it's to find the third that fits in so perfectly it's it's literally like finding a unicorn mm-hmm. we're very blessed and it you know we and we've, we've tried other relationships with other people and it's not worked because mm-hmm. the jigsaw puzzle just hasn't fitted together like yeah. this does
2: i think also me coming in as a third party my understanding before i came in was that they're married they have this very solid grounding that's always going to be there and that's the bedrock of the relationship and coming in and accepting that and knowing that that's i'm not going to disturb that in any way shape or form but Having that be a base of a relationship for a third person is incredible. I'm happy being the third person without the marriage at
4: this point. Nicole is she's you're 11 years younger than me, 10, mm-hmm. 11 years younger than me. And at her age, I definitely had different needs as well. And I do think that there's a transitional element to poly relationships where people want different things. However, and I don't, I know that I don't share this idea with lots of uh, other poly women who are married like me, but I'm open to extending the family in the future. I don't want to put pressure on Nicole obviously but you know if uh, a a relationship developed to the point where it deepened and more children came along I'm not against that Mm. (gasps) really no I would actually rather another woman had a child than me and me be part of bringing a child up but I know not everyone shares that opinion that's just the way that I feel And have before I met Nicole. How how, how
0: did. Miranda, let me talk to you. (laughs) Mainly because the great green eyes that come out when you look at them, (laughs) you're like, (laughs) (laughs) ah.
3: So I, I read in the, um, in the feature that um, it was really interesting and I read that you felt like you did the TV show to get um, to throw a light on kind of non-traditional, mm-hmm. like, seemingly in, um, alternative relationships. Were you getting grief before? What, what kind of responses were you getting before? Is that why you did it?
1: I, guess, I think if anything, there was no-one knew anything about you know polyamory or that type of relationship. It's not, it was, I think we just wanted to normalise it.
4: We got a situation where we came out to our family and it caused... A little bit of pain and discomfort to a couple of parents and that was because they saw our marriage as the... Uh, the underlying element that would support our child's development yeah. basically and they were like this threatens the home surely this threatens the home because they always see that where a couple of them can be the only thing that could ever exist in their mind they're like as soon as there's three sooner or later there's got to be two and is it going to be are you going to survive or would be the other one they couldn't ever imagine that I would want to stay open to that forever or that Nicole or anybody that joined us wanted to like build that into their experience long term I, th- I,
1: think, I think for them also a third would mean cheating or being dishonest or being unhappy in a relationship mm-hmm. or and ultimately a breakdown of marriage as you know a few of them Which is a few of happened. our parents have experienced yeah. so that's they instantly go to that instead of seeing how happy it could be and
0: you have to choose one or the other you have to choose either Cathy or Nicole yeah, exactly. yeah. you can't be happy with you know the ladies maybe can't be happy with another lady in, mm. the, in the scene yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly. so it's just instant negativity yeah. ar- around you know having just a third
4: fear it wasn't negativity as much as fear they were and just, just
1: not understanding just my mother actually said it's weird it's because she doesn't never heard of it she's never experienced it she's no one's ever t- spoken about it it's you know it's for me it's no different as you know being a gay person, it's, yeah. it's you know that's that's been t- spoken about. This just isn't being spoken about.
4: Is there a community? The app that I work for is called Field F W E L D, and uh, it's launched in two thousand and fourteen as a startup. Has had over eight million downloads since then. So clearly, we're not alone. It's so commonplace and always has been. In fact, I've spoken to people like from the traditional generation, so now in their 60s, 70s, who spoke about being raised in a poly setup where there was no time ever that you could have admitted that then. But, and also as well, barren women would allow for infidelity, but they were knowledge, they had that full knowledge that it was happening because you know, another child could enter the situation or, that, you know, sorry, a man that couldn't have children, she would then sleep with somebody else who could be pregnant, not tell anyone that the baby didn't belong to someone else, but that person would be part of their life. So I've heard all these stories from an older generation. We didn't invent this. Yeah. It's been going on for centuries. Mm-hmm. It pre... Before Abrahamic religions... Without a doubt, we lived communally,
0: yeah. and without a doubt, relationships right. crossed guess, over. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we so, we were speaking to, was we Maggie McNeil? We were speaking to, and she was saying how her mum was part of a commune. Yeah. Uh, we've spoken to a couple of people, and it's like we yeah. have to remember that our grandparents had hippie communes, and you know, and that was just polyamory. But it was just like, you know, they were just oh hippies and free love. Like the sixties was free love for fuck's sake. That's that's
1: to have forgotten all that. Yeah. We yeah. seem to have gone sort of regressed to, like, you know, standard, like, marriage, kids, what house, mortgage.
3: That across, like, pronatalism now. If you're a parent, you're a god. You know, this is across the board. Um, I think it's going back to the whole right-wing leaning of the world. Mm. Everything is is moving backwards. It's really bizarre. Yeah. Um, I think it was interesting what you said earlier about that actually this is happiness. Um, this is your way of being happy. Do you think, um, Do you think monogamy works for some people?
1: Yep, definitely. definitely, So you know, oh, yeah. definitely. No, no way, not yeah. at all. No. And not the whole thing of um, this isn't for everyone. This, you know what I'm saying? This is how you should live your life. This is so much better than your life. You know, you know. Mm. This is it's how you, you work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it just
3: works for us who, on this particular relationship. Who did we interview? Who said? And I guess this is what you're saying. That, um, she just felt that um, no one person is enough for one person. Yeah, yeah. Mm. See, what would have been very weird is if you two women looked exactly the same, then I would have gone.
4: (laughs) 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 Which we don't. We're so different. (laughs) But that makes our relationship work too, as well. I think Mm -hmm. the reason that we're so close and that we connect like we do is because she has the things in my that I don't have in my character. Like Mm -hmm. she'll help me talk through, work through situations, and then like I'm like so I'm quite aggressive, I would say. And Nicole, under the surface, you have got that in you too. But you're like the softer kind of like force in our relationship. So. Yeah, that's what makes it really work on our side. If there was, it would be weird. I have mean, seen people who date people, and all their other partners look similar, which I just don't get <laughs> at all. Because variety for me is what makes it so interesting. Yeah. And you're right; not one person can do everything for you. I think it's unfair for me to ask my husband. Yeah, what to, like, responsibility
1: to like, to your partner you to, to be everything. like? You have to do. You have to have this, this, and this, this. And it's exhausting.
0: This is a thing that I love, right? Because I, when I've looked at like polyamorous couples in the past, I've looked at the man and thought, "You dog, look at you! You are the cat that got the cream." Well done. <laughs> but what I'm looking at is Kathy, and you're the one that's looking like the cat that's got the cream. You are the one that's in like heaven, and Thomas is sat there going, "I'm exhausted, mate. I'm exhausted. I can't."
1: <laughs> the, the best type of exhaustion.
0: Yeah.
4: Nicole <laughs> went back to Australia for a couple of months. Um, she had to go back and see family. And I cried like a newborn baby. Oh. I literally mm. took me, I was inconsolable for about three days. Like, I, cri- I was more upset than Thomas. And I, was, I had to dig down into that. I afterwards. was like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, she's coming back. I was like, yes. But she felt like we were inseparable up until that point. You've been there every weekend. Mm. We went out together. We were, like, we were at the house together. We were a family, basically. And the reason that you, I think, felt it was nice at the time, because you were away from your parents. So we were like a family unit. Yeah. So it's like losing a family member and i didn't know i was gonna cry i think i shot the shit out of you when i did it because she was the day i was not expecting that whatsoever i was like i don't know what to say to you and then i started crying until, until she flew and i couldn't stop crying for about three days and i was like wow like i've got myself into a level with this relationship that i didn't think i was going to reach not in the time that we did because it was quite a few months by mm. that point point. and um, it made me realize that that's what it is it's like it's not about sex OK, there's sex, but it's not about that. You know, this is like a relationship, an expanding relationship, potentially, mm. that involves like building more meaningful connections with more than one person. You know, I love Thomas to pieces. We have an incredible relationship, like it's a foundation of our family life. But it doesn't
3: mean that I don't want to, like, get close to other people. Can we shared the word that I learned recently. Yeah. I think you knew it. <laughs> Compersion.
1: Compersion? Yes, compersion. We know it. Catherine has compersion. I do. Do
4: you? I think it's based on my kink as well because I get, I'm just, I, I don't quite explain it, but I'm aroused when Thomas is with other people. So, and say what
3: compersion is, how so you say it.
4: Out. Compersion, mm-hmm. I guess, is like the opposite of jealousy when you feel mm-hmm. like a warm, fuzzy, like glowing feeling from seeing your partner be happy with somebody else. Look
0: at that. That is. <laughs> Let's do some tips. So, let's do a little tip about coming out to family. So, what have you learned about coming out? What have you learned
2: as a throttle
1: to your
0: family?
1: I think no matter what, they will be shocked. Yeah. Right now, in this time and age, they will be shocked.
2: My family, I had have conversations with them in the past, and it was really in January that I said that I was in a relationship with Thomas, and he has a wife, Kathy. That's how we started, and then obviously as times formed on, and we've really I've fallen in love with us as three, um, and the three become one really. However, (laughs) I think most of my family didn't know until they've seen the show. True love with true lies. My, My intermediate family knew, and I'd shared with them, obviously, what was happening in our relationship, but my extended family had no idea. Obviously, because I'm over here, they're all back in Australia, so... Yeah, it was nice big uh, surprise for, for most of them but they're all really, really supportive so far and I've had, like, cousins reach out to me like, we're so proud of you, this is awesome. Can you bring them over for Christmas and want to have a beer with Thomas? Oh. So your tip would be to get a TV show. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, go for that. I would just say be as awesome as honest as possible, um holding it in for longer is not the best
1: i think I think the benefit of the t v show is that when you tell people that like the, their their mind goes crazy and like all these thoughts go off in their head like but I think the t v show Sh- like showed us showed showed the viewer how it was between us And so people like oh that's actually quite nice yeah. because see us being a team but you know so it's you it had a visual there to help them
4: <laughs> also we don't use any shame language you know we're not like uh, apologizing for this we're like this is what we do and this is how it works you know we never say no to a question we answer everything honestly all three of us mm. and we are questions regularly about it and i think if you are going to be in that kind of relationship you have to have the conviction to stand behind it and talk through your reasons and say to people that there is no rule book and we don't have all the answers this is just about us being honest about our desires and like allowing that to develop to the point of relationship not be like held ransom like well tell us how to do it and if it goes wrong like there's no
1: answer to that it's like it's for what 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 works for us wouldn't work for everyone and it's the same with any relationship with two people it's like relationships are different
3: i guess one rule would be that you have to completely be open all the time. Yeah. So do you almost have like kind of the equivalent of house meetings?
1: <laughs> but Which you that, know I guess I guess if there's one rule like, I would give anyone, it's communication. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Constant. Mm-hmm. You yeah. have to check in with each other. I think you should do that in a double relationship, but people feel people
1: like... Stop. In yeah, a, they
4: do, yeah. and because marriage on paper holds you together, whether you like it or not, you're like you, you stop talking because you're like, oh, at least we're safe because of that piece of paper. In a relationship like
3: this, it takes constant communication. So to... What would you do legally? So say say you were together for years and years and years and years, and there are a few more children in the relationship, and you know, five houses, I'm thinking, and then <laughs> yeah. and then you broke up. Who'd get what? <sighs> do you think do you think law l- l- will catch up?
1: I think I think another thing as well that works for our relationship is we just take every day as it comes yeah. we, we're we not thinking that far ahead because mm-hmm. I don't think we need to we're just enjoying this for what it is and it's going really well and we're enjoying it so where is you know we, we never had grand designs on the future of what we want or what we wanted or, so you know right now you know, we're just going with the fur a little bit.
4: There is an irresponsibility of that, though, in terms of, like... Because it's now nine months and obviously looking like it's going to like carry on strong. There's a couple who are in the States who were in the same situation. Four years later, their additional partner, a female... It was a heterosexual couple, another female joined. She then had a baby with the husband. They mm. are extending that. But they're going through a landmark case at the moment to adopt each other's children so that legally they're all still responsible. If the relationship breaks down... They're they would parents all parents of be, old,
1: old, old, old all children. children. And
4: they're going to try for... So, basically, a marriage is a, a legal um, agreement between two people, so a third person would have to then legally be bound to each one of those two people too. So I don't know how far they've got, but I know that they've been pursuing that as a legal kind of um, idea mm. um, with a lawyer to talk about how that could be done because, obviously, assets come with marriage and all Isn't of those interesting things.
3: interesting how... Have relationships will will, will change leg, um, legislation, you know, because yeah. that has to move. Mm. The reason I'm asking so much is because producer Sam to my left is, I think, wants something with me and you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and Just say it, Sam. Just be honest <laughs> and open. <laughs> I've got second-hand Mac and a cat. Sam, yeah. um, that's oh, that's yeah. my assets
1: and a cast
0: and Arthur tub of Quality Street. You lucky dog, lucky man. <laughs> lucky man. <laughs> So much to our guests. We had Nicole, Thomas, and Kathy. What did you think of that? Oh my god, they were all very good looking. Oh, oh my god, they were stunning. They were really stunning. But I think they were also just really lovely as well. Doesn't like... matter. It Doesn't matter if you're good looking. <laughs> yes.
3: They seem to really like be happy and content. This show is. This podcast is freaking me right out. It's throwing everything <laughs> that I believe to my battered, nasty, blackened heart um, out the window. You see, this is where you're going
0: wrong. You're looking for one man, and I think you've got to be looking for two. I think that's the lesson. That's the lesson here.
3: (laughs) Did they surprise you in any way? For me
0: it surprised me that Kathy was the protagonist because I I always thought in a threesome like that where it's two women and a man yeah. that it would be the man that was yeah. pushing it but yeah. she like that for me was inspirational to be like I'm happy like this and you know like we've like we've heard from a lot of poly- polyamorous people yeah. You know, there's just more love to go around. This
3: really does make me rethink it all because, you know, I don't, you know, to the core of me, don't believe that and I know I could never do it. But I'm single. (laughs) (laughs) And my last relationship ended the day after Diana died. Princess Diana. So not on Diana, you know, and Hyder, Kilburn Hyder. But so my point is, yeah, maybe they've all got a point. It all makes intellectual sense to me. Yeah. But I don't think I could do it But who knows?
0: Well, I think we've put you one step close to polyamory and I, for one, am very happy with that. Well done, you. Thank you. And you can check out our thruple on True Love or True Lies. And in the meantime, I'm Miranda Kane. And my name is Bibi Lynch. And Good Sex, Bad Sex was... I mean, it was produced all right by Sam Bonner. (laughs) And see,
3: see you next week for Good Sex, Bad Sex.